Welcome to Get Real with me, Dr. Friedman. If you want to live with greater purpose, authenticity, and empowerment, this is your time to upgrade your belief systems, unlock your true potential, and discover the endless possibilities of you becoming the creator of your life. Welcome to Get Real with Dr. Friedman. Thank you so much for tuning in. Well, a few decades ago, there was a discovery in the field of medicine that uh, changed a lot, a lot in how we saw health and healing. And that discovery was the discovery of the mind-body connection, that our thoughts and our beliefs and our emotions have an impact on our physical well-being and can create illness but also can help shift into a state of healing and wholeness again. My guest today has made another discovery, which is at least as revolutionary when it comes to what it does in our understanding of health and healing. So without further ado, I am happy to bring on Eileen McCusick, the author of Electric Body, Electric Health. I have to admit, uh, as a physician, and then I went into molecular biology, a lot of my perspective on health and healing changed. And then later on, when I started working with the subconscious mind and the mind-body system, uh, again, new doors opened. But your book opened up a whole new world. And I'm so grateful for your research and everything that you found. And so thank you. Yeah, well, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I have to say, uh, I was really struggling with where do you begin? I mean, this is like, you know, entering into a new dimension. But uh, at the beginning of the book, you write how the whole research that you have done and all these new insights you gained changed your life. So I want to start there on, in a nutshell, what do you think was the paradigm shift that you discovered about the electric nature of the body and how did it change your life? Well, like most people, I was really struggling on every front. I was struggling with my health. I was struggling with my finances. I was struggling with my relationship. I was um, just, you know, I wasn't content and abundant and fit. And even though I'd been trying for decades to accomplish that, I, I am a researcher, I'm a, I'm a big reader, and I'd read you know, every single self-help book I could get my hands on. I'd received lots of body work. Uh, I had spent tons of time and money really trying to be successful and really just kept failing. And then in 2010, two things happened that started to actually change my direction and lead me on a path to actual success and problem solving. And that was the discovery of the, of the fourth state of matter, of plasma, which is something that I had never learned about in school. And it was an interesting discovery because it dovetailed perfectly with the research I was doing at the time. I had gone to school as an adult in an attempt to understand the science of what I was observing in my tuning fork sound therapy practice. 
And I was observing all kinds of things that I didn't understand. But what I was observing was that my clients were experiencing dramatic relief mm. from what ailed them on the physical, mental, and emotional levels, that people were getting out of pain, they were reducing anxiety, they were lifting depression, um, <clears throat> they were reporting all kinds of very dramatic outcomes from essentially from me holding a tuning fork up to six feet away from their body and working with what felt like charge and uh, you know things that I, that I didn't really understand. But because it was so successful, I felt like I had a kind of moral obligation to bring it to the world. However, waving tuning forks around people doesn't sound very scientific. And so it was really important to me to understand the science behind why the work that I was doing with sound was influencing people so profoundly and so successfully. <clears throat> and that's when I discovered the term biofield and the idea that the body has an electrical system in its entirety. It has, you know, plasma is basically um, a, a state of matter that conducts electricity and our bodies uh, have a bioplasmic field around them. You know, anything that has an electric current running through it has a magnetic field around it. And that's really just basic science. And the idea that the body doesn't have a field is something that's really been told to us over and over again. And anything, anybody that purports to work with energy medicine, that's pseudoscience, it's woo woo. Um, what I discovered is that the energy in energy medicine is electricity. Mm. It's very, very simple. And I, and I can't quite understand why it's been such a, you know, woo woo kind of topic when it's, it's actually very, very simple. We're electromagnetic, our hands are electromagnetic. When we lay our hands on people, we're conducting electromagnetic energy. Energy flows from areas of greater concentration to areas of lesser concentration. So if you are depleted and I'm full of energy and I put my hands on you, I'm gonna give you energy. And this is all just very basic science. So, um, so that was one thing, discovering and starting to understand the electrical nature of life. But I also started training students to do the sound therapy method that I had developed and had been doing for 15 years. Mm. And I was watching all my clients feel so good and so happy. And meanwhile, I had mid back pain. I had terrible digestion. I had low energy. I was crabby. <laughs> I was broke. I was just, you know, really, really struggling. And through the process of receiving this sound therapy, which essentially just settles down your nervous system and makes it easier to breathe. Mm -hmm. Most of mm -hmm. what ails us is tension related, which then creates inflammation and deficiencies. And we just get out of balance. And so the sound therapy approach is a way of kind of smoothing out, balancing and tuning our body's electrical system, which is primary, which is the blueprint that everything runs on. So once I started to understand the electrical nature of life and I started to take care of my own electric health and I started to get tuned regularly, all of those problems that I had been suffering with went away. And now I'm 52, I don't have any health issues. I have tons of energy, I don't have any debt. Like I've solved all of those problems by learning to think electrically. Now you have done your uh, sound healing before that knowledge. Did the sound healing change after you had been, you know, now given this knowledge of electricity? Because obviously something changed 
with uh, this, what you received in sound healing that made all the difference? Well, definitely having a language to describe it with and a scientific framework to hang it on. Mm -hmm. That was also fractal to other electrical phenomenon that in the observable universe. Um, that was all really helpful because when people would ask me about it and I didn't understand it, skeptics would really, you know, go in on that and give me a hard time. Once I got 10,000 hours of practice under my belt, once I'd written the thesis and a book and really understood it, I became more confident both in what I was doing and speaking about it. And, and that changed, you know, my, my interactions with people because I wasn't like, what's going on? This is so weird. I don't understand <laughs> to I'm working with elect, you know, charge and resistance and getting the noise out of the signal, really understanding what was happening biologically, um, definitely made a difference all but around. How did your biofield change just by knowing about it? Because you have been receiving sound healing before and you were still feeling crabby and broke and so on. So what happened? Well, no, I wasn't receiving sound healing before. Uh, I, I, I was the only sound healer I knew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, I was receiving different types of body work, you know, like mm -hmm. myofascial release and things like that. But what I really discovered through this work is that the biggest thing that undermines our health is our suppressed and mismanaged emotions. Mm -hmm. I agree. And, yeah. And so what, what I'm finding when I work in a person's electrical system is all the places where they've held something in, where they, they haven't spoken, where they haven't cried, where they haven't expressed anger. But most people are emotionally constipated and, and full up of feelings and thoughts that haven't come out. And so they become heavy and burdened and under all of this noise in their signal that health is really just having a clear signal and, and a state of harmony and flow in all of the fluids and all of the systems in our body. And if we are in the habit of holding ourselves back, you know, pretty much everybody that I've worked with who has what we call autoimmune disorders has a really strong tendency to hold themselves back, to not speak their truth, to not do what pleases them. They tend to be stuck in a, in a position of suppression, repression, over-accommodation, inner division, attack and defense. Then there's just a whole lot of noise in the signal that yeah. doesn't need to be there, quite frankly. You know, we get yeah. pretty addicted to our stories, our noise, our victimhood, our struggle, you know, but, it, but deeper inside in our factory settings at our core, we are in harmony with the cosmos. We are in harmony with nature and that is a state of health. There's no noise in that signal. Humans are suffering from a tremendous amount of noise and distortion in our electrical bodies. And that has a lot to do with how we are seeing our emotions, which, you know, usually are now seen as nuisance and we are way more in our heads and our hearts. But I have to come back to the biofield for a moment now. Many people may know that while we are mainly energy, just when you go down to the quantum level and you see there is so much more energy in the field than there is actually matter, but the energy around has been always pretty esoteric as the aura and uh, all this. 
But is that what you're talking about? Basically, exactly that the six feet field around us and, and how are we supposed to visualize it? Let's say you want to connect to your field yourself, you want to use your intuition and visualization to get there. How do you start? Well, the field is a, a <clears throat> structure that is replicated all throughout nature. It's a self-sustaining torus. And, and a torus is essentially a sphere with a central channel that spirals down the middle. And what we do, because we are electromagnetic beings, is we draw the negative current, what we call negative electricity from the surface of the earth. We draw it up into our being. It's called the ascending current and it comes up and then around. And then we pull in positive electricity from the sun, from the atmosphere, and, and that is the descending current that comes down. And so these two electrical charges spiral around each other. It's seen as the Ida and the Pingala right. and the Shishuna in a Vedic uh, perspective, right? right. right. So, um, so this is our electrical body and it's always circulating. And we have the central channel, which is really our center. It's our core, it's our axis. And we want to have the right balance of negative and positive energy flowing through us. What is happening in modern culture is that there's so much positive charge from devices, from the environment, from electromagnetic pollution. Um, and, and there's insufficient negative charge because people wear rubber soled shoes and rubber is an insulator. So this stops us from grounding the descending charge. It stops us from drawing up the ascending charge. And we end up like this. We end up all heavy and tired and worn out and drained because we have too much positive and not enough negative. We don't have enough uplift. We don't have enough levity. We don't have enough um, earth energy in us. So, so just visualizing this idea, you know, and in this model, because the, the magnetic field extends around the body, the body is actually inside the mind. Mm -hmm. and not the other way around. That was mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. And, and so if you look at it this way, that the body is really a reflection of the mind. So if the mind is out of balance, if we're energetically and emotionally and mentally out of balance, that's going to show up in our physiology. If our mind is clear and strong and orderly, that's going to show up in our physiology. And the fact of the matter is, is that our biography becomes our biology as we age, because every single thing we experience in our life, every single impression, when you think about it, and through your eyes, your ears, your nose, your sense of touch, the body translates into an electromagnetic signal. Right. So it makes sense that all of our memories live in our body's electrical system. And what I have found is that the biofield, what we call the biofield, our electric body, you know, the part that's there when you're alive and not there when you're dead. This is your light. Mm -hmm. and, and our inner light is not some spiritual thing. It, it is a biological reality that, that we are light beings. This yes. is the core, the essence of who we really are. And so all of our memories are within this. And my work, my research has actually been mapping this field with sound, bouncing sound off of the terrain around the body and listening to the pingback and discovering 
that very specific memories are stored in very specific areas in this field. The record of what happened to you in gestation is in that outer boundary of your field. There's a double layer plasma membrane that's like the magnetosphere of the earth or the heliosphere of the sun. We have our own boundary that kind of creates our own little bubble, our magnetic bubble. <clears throat> and, and then it, if I want to read the history of your life, I will drop a fork <laughs> at the edge of your field and move in. And it's like reading the vibrational record of your life, like dropping a needle on an album. And I can tell you ages where you had stress, places in your body where you have um, inflammation or something's not right, because everything in your body is in motion and everything in motion makes waves and waves propagate. So if you have a fatty liver, the waves coming off of your liver are going to sound very different than the waves coming off of a healthy liver, right? So our field, we, we would call this, we can call it our mind, our conscious mind, our subconscious mind, where all our memories are. I would also call it our soul. Hmm. Yeah. And do you have a feeling that people can actually, by knowing more about the field, also get in touch with the, let's say, stuck energy, stuck emotions? You know, one of the things you write in your book is that through the vibration of the tuning forks, but also intention, you're moving that stuck emotion to the right place, or you're moving the energy to a place where it can actually do the healing rather than being somewhere out there. Can we also learn somehow to help ourselves to keep that flow going and move stuck energy through intention? What's your experience there? Yes, we absolutely can. And, and one way to, to figure out where you have emotion stuck is where do you have pain or discomfort in your body? Where do you have some part of you that's not firing properly, that's not in phase? I can pretty much guarantee you that there's some emotion stuck there. And in my book, I go into great detail about the different parts of the body and the different places where things get stuck. For example, the right shoulder can relate to the tendency to say yes when you mean no, to put other people's needs ahead of your own, to be an accommodator. And when you do that, you go out of balance energetically because life is designed to take care of itself in order to keep going. And so when we're continually putting ourselves out of integrity by not honoring our own truths and our own needs, we create an imbalance, which then creates a structural weakness, which then makes us prone to injuries, to accidents, or to just random pain. And so by becoming self-aware, of being, uh, you know, when, when your shoulder is hurting and someone says to you, can you do this for me? And your body says, no. And instead of being like, sure, I can do that. You say, you know what? I really mm. wish I could help you, but I can't right now. You, yeah. you be in integrity. I mean, a really, really big part of being healthy is being in integrity with yourself, speaking truth, living truth, acting truth, not forcing yourself to do things that your body really doesn't want to do you know, having the courage to be fully you mm. is really a state of Yeah. Now for this, this is really important to listen. And I think a lot of us just don't listen, not to our thoughts, not to our emotions, not to, to our body. And I think this is one of the beautiful things about your work that you make people listen and uh, pay attention. Now, what I'm wondering is that, you know, the this field that we are having, is not only our you know own little bubble it's connected to everything and we are connected to everything and uh, you know the other day i was thinking after i read your book 
how I can feel this connection with my horse, because there are certain exercises I'm doing with my horse. Uh, and I'm only thinking, I'm not even doing anything with my body. I'm only thinking where my horse needs to go through these cones and if it's outside or inside, it just does it when we are really tuned in. And I'm just wondering if this is a form of energetic communication that we are doing, but not really knowing how we are doing it. Well, <laughs> yeah, everything is electric. And this is something that's really been hidden from us because we've really been conditioned to think chemically, mechanically, everything is separate. This is really the disease of our time is this belief and adherence to the illusion of separation and the lack of awareness of the true interconnectedness of life. Not even awareness, but the visceral experience of it because we haven't been taught about the mediums that connect us. So the same electricity that powers your heart and my heart is the same electricity that's powering the sun. It's all one electricity. It's all one light and it, and it can't be separated. I mean, in essence, we're just little drops of sunshine, you know, with our little electric bodies, our own little electric sun. And there's a tremendous amount of intelligence in, in our electrical bodies because it's connected to everything. Right. There's the, the, the drop in the ocean, the ocean and the drop, like it's all in you. And mm. so there's a tremendous amount of natural intelligence available to us if we get our thinking mind out of the way. So when you're with your horse and, and you're just having an intention, the horse is sensing your intention. It, it's not even verbal. It's in, it's intentional. And, and we're designed to sense intention. I mean, nature is, that's how animals would be hanging out and grazing and all of a sudden they feel the eyes of the lion upon them. They sense that intention coming at them. That's, that's a big part of how we survive in the world is our ability to sense things like that. And animals don't have any of the same filters and nonsense in the way that we do. So when we get rid of our own filters and we participate with animals in that intentional feeling, common language, um, you know, we can experience our whole life like that. And is that how beliefs and changing beliefs can also create better outcomes? Because they are changing our intention and our electricity with that. Absolutely. Beliefs are like lenses in our biofield that screen out certain things and only let certain things in. They're filters more than anything. I had a teacher once who, who told me that we'd be better off having no beliefs at all. Because, because if we believe this about ourselves, you know, just for an example, uh, it's something I would see in biofield tuning, working with a child that was raised in a time when they believed in bottle feeding on a schedule. And so this baby was left in a crib to cry it out. They'd be hungry, they'd wanna be held. And the parents would be like, oh no, you know, we have to wait another two hours before we feed the baby. You know, and meanwhile, you're just there like, ah, you know? And so, in that really formative period, a subconscious belief gets formed that nobody listens to me. Nobody understands me. Nobody's hearing what I'm saying. And so that lens, that belief creates a certain pattern of tension in the body, which is then reflected in the vocal cords and the speech so that mm. your speech is coming out with a tone that says, don't listen to me. I don't believe you're going to listen to me. And, and so the person responds to that. They just like, you've got this belief, you've got this experience, you're filtering out. And that just becomes their belief and their reality. So with a tuning fork, we can go, we can find that belief. And there are very 
firm, solid structures in the field. There's a lot of charge in beliefs. You know, there's a lot of energy in them. And, and we, can, we can tease it out. We can break up that lens and that filter. We can take the energy that was stuck in that tension and soften it and just let the pattern dissolve. Focus the energy more in the center of the throat chakra. Relax the pattern of tension associated with that belief. And all of a sudden, the person is having a different experience. They're being heard. You know? <laughs> so so our, it's really important that we step back and we question all our beliefs and all our stories. Because I, I found the more I've given up beliefs and stories about myself and the world and this and that, I come a lot more quiet inside and a lot better able to hear and to grow and to learn and to expand as a human being. Um, we're really limitless in so many ways and our beliefs limit us. Not only that, I think we limit each other too. And this is something I find often, you know, in, in, as a physician, in medicine, how many times a diagnosis or a prognosis is limiting people and really sentencing them to an outcome that is expected from them. Isn't that also something, you know, that probably changes our ability to heal ourselves if someone says, sorry, you're going to die in six months, or there's nothing we can do, or you're going to always struggle with that? Well, yeah, I mean, it's sort of like putting a hex on. I read in some books, some doctor was talking, it was like pointing a, pointing a bone at somebody and saying, you're going to die in six months. Like, why would you do that? You know, the power of the word is, is so powerful. Um, that's another part for me as a sound therapist is really paying close attention to what people say and how they describe themselves. Um, I recently had a client say to me, I'm an emotional eater. And I was like, great, you just go right ahead and keep on affirming that. Like, is that the story you want to tell? You really need to be more conscious. I had another student in a class say, I have Hashimoto's disease. And I was like, who's Hashimoto and why do you have his disease? Why, why are you saying that? What does that even mean? You know, to me, it means you have a low battery because you keep giving more than you're receiving. You keep discharging more than you keep recharging. You're not advocating for yourself. You're not standing up for your own needs and taking good care of yourself. That's what's really going on. What does Hashimoto have to do with any of that? Hmm. Now, do you, I mean, I know that you believe the, the earth in itself has a biofield and uh, the electromagnetic field of the earth uh, the especially magnetic part has been diminishing since quite some time. And you made a nice correlation there with also the patriarch and the suppression of women. And tell us a little bit more about that. Well, one of the ways that, that we look at electricity, um, we would see that the electric part is more masculine and the magnetic part is more feminine. Um, the magnetic part is more feelings. The electric part is more thoughts. Uh, the magnetic part is more being, the electric part is more doing. So there's kind of a yin-yang expression of electricity there. Uh, over, according to the magnetic record in things like rocks and things like that, the magnetic field of the earth has been declining for about 4,000 years. Mm. And in the last 150, it's been doing it really more rapidly. And, and I, I think in this last year, uh, I haven't been able to find a lot of data on it, but the field is definitely weakening. And so when, when they've done experiments with people and they've put them into rooms where they've removed the electromagnetic field, people have gone to pieces. 
because there's something about a strong magnetic field. Magnetic fields guide electric currents so and, and create order. And so if the magnetic field starts going apart, then the electric current starts going apart and, and people experience themselves sort of falling apart when there is an absence of a field. So we're certainly seeing a tremendous amount of entropy happening in the world, a tremendous amount of sort of dissolution and uh, decline. And, and that, and, you know, too, too much positive, positive energy, too much masculine energy, too much, you know, there's a real imbalance going on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what's giving rise to what? Right. I don't know. Right. <laughs> But but the fact of the matter is, is that this is happening and and the field is moving, you know, and is it is it going to keep moving? Is it going to do a complete reversal? Um, we really don't we really don't know. Uh, but I think that you can't separate what is happening in the world and what's happening in the field and what's happening with our weather and um, and just the, the incredible amount of imbalance that is currently the state of affairs. Do you think COVID has something to do with that imbalance? Well, <laughs> I don't know. You know, the, it's it's very hard to tease out what's really, really, really going on here. Mm -hmm. And I don't profess to know. Mm -hmm. But it's certainly something that I do believe that the Earth has the ability to save itself and heal itself. And uh, maybe that's a part of it. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, I think that most people would agree that humans are not so good for the planet in the way that we're currently expressing ourselves. Um, I, I had a kind of shamanic encounter with a whale and the whale showed me this image of the earth burning and, and the whale was like, it isn't us you have to worry about or the earth. It's you guys you have to worry about. You're the ones in danger of extinction. Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I believe too. Yeah. Maybe we're going to get shaken off like little fleas at some point <laughs> if we don't pay attention well you know one last question is you know i mean there's so much i have to have you back very soon because there's so much to talk about but what do you believe you talked about the soul what happens with us when we die what happens with that energy i don't know <laughs> you Any know the, the question the question is does does it remain differentiated retaining all of the electrical information that it accumulated in this lifetime was the electrical body that we had in this lifetime the same one we've had for multiple incarnations do we just keep coming back and trying on a human suit uh different suits uh or or does that light sort of just go back into the one does it not differentiate and does it simply return to the, the pool of unity that it arose from. Mm -hmm. You know, there's certainly plenty of evidence that it, for reincarnation, however, the morphic field of humanity holds the memories of every human. So we, we may be, when we do past life regressions, we may just be accessing a past life of some other human or one of our ancestors because that memory is in our DNA. Um, I know personally, <laughs> you know i've had a feeling since i was a teenager that if there was such a thing as incarnation that i was not coming back and that when i get to the end of my life my plan is to dissolve back into the one <laughs> so <laughs> okay good plan maybe your intention is just exactly what you're going to create 
I personally going to go to a planet called Bliss Planet, but uh, that's only my, my preference. Well, it was so nice to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, I really hope that we will talk again. Now, please, at the end, tell us about where we can find the book and your website and all these good things. Okay, here's the book. It's called Electric Body, Electric Health. And you can find it pretty much anywhere. Amazon, indie booksellers, um, it's definitely out there and available. It's also on Audible and I read it. So that's an option. Cool. Um, we have two websites. We have biofieldtuning.com where you can uh, purchase tuning forks. You can learn about our classes. You can become certified in biofield tuning. It's a very easy to learn, elegant method that we brought online uh, in 2020. And so you can become fully certified through the internet without ever leaving the comfort of your own home. And if you wanna really learn more about electric health, electrichealth.com is a very comprehensive site to just introduce you into the electric nature of your body, of your life, what you can do to improve your electric health. There's a tremendous amount of uh, mainstream articles about the electric nature of life. And there's also a tremendous amount of peer reviewed journal articles about the human biofield. So if anyone is a researcher, it is, there is a wealth of information there about this paradigm. So I'd love for you to check that out. And you do work also with people individually, don't you? Rarely. Rarely. I, okay. Yeah, I did. I had a practice for a long time. It got extremely busy. I ended up switching to working with groups at a distance. So um, on biofieldtuning.com, we have dozens and dozens of recordings that you can listen to. It's a lot cheaper than trying to see me in person. You can listen to these recordings that I've created that people claim really shift their state. And, you know, I know sometimes that's a little hard to grasp, like how could listening to a recording of this really do it? But, you know, we can listen to a piece of music that was recorded decades ago, we weren't there when it happened and still be moved by it. Yeah. And so that, that's the power of sound and intention is that even a recording will move you and it will bring awareness. My, my recordings are all a combination of education, coaching, and these electromagnetic adjustments that rewire your circuitry so that energy is flowing through the correct pathways. So those yeah. are an option for that as well. And the beauty, and this is something to talk about another time, but uh, the beauty is also that long distance healing works as well as healing directly above the body. So this is something that this field. We just completed, a, we just completed a study that demonstrated that we, we had a grant funded, um, you know, approved study to test three distance biofield tuning sessions on people with clinical anxiety. And the outcome of the study was tremendous, which mm -hmm. is huge drops in anxiety, huge shifts in people, um, all evidence through quantitative um, polling. And so we, we definitely are doing the science as well. I have a nonprofit institute and we are showing that this really does work at a distance as well as explaining the science. I talked about the science of that in my book, you know, demystify how and why that works. Um, one other thing is, is that we also do have practitioners all around the world. So at biofieldtuning.com, you can find a practitioner and you can see them near you or you can receive a session at a distance. And, you know, that's the only way I receive sessions is at a distance. I find them tremendously helpful. Truly revolutionary. Thank you so much. Perfect for our time. I wish you all the best and I hope we can talk soon again.
Okay, that sounds great. Thanks for having Take me. Take care. Bye. This was it for Get Real with Dr. Friedman. Until next time. Take good care and stay tuned up. Mm -hmm.